0: Stampede. Garner is at number one oh seven, recorded seven thirty one twenty one. always baffled by our leading politicians saying, we live in the greatest country on earth. Of course, that depends on what you're measuring. It's true, we have the largest number of incarcerated people in the world. So that's a measure of something. But I, like most people, wouldn't agree that's what makes us great. So, our leaders also say we have the largest number of owned automobiles, with nearly 270 million. But that may not make us the greatest nation on earth, because as of 2019, the Republic of China has the largest fleet of motor vehicles in the world, with 340 million including 250 million cars. It's the largest manufacturer of new automobiles. Then again, it's true America has the largest gross domestic production in the world, with $20.4 trillion. However, we rank 12th in the world by debt as percentage of gross domestic production. And that ranking was done several years ago, so our standing may have risen. Japan has the largest debtor percentage of gross domestic production, with 234%. Its debt is more than twice the amount of its annual gross domestic production. Second is the country of Greece with 182%, followed by Sudan with 176%, Venezuela with 172%, Lebanon with 160%, Italy with 127%, Eritrea with 127%, Barbados with 126%, Portugal with 117%. Mozambique, 116%. And then there's America with nearly $30 trillion in debt. And I don't know what the percentage of debt of the gross domestic production that amounts to. But it might be higher than the country of Mozambique. Because... Mozambique was ranked 11th, and America was ranked 12th. And just as a side note, I don't think that qualifies as the greatest nation on Earth. But more importantly, you might be interested in learning the reading proficiency of American students, because it isn't ranked very high compared to other nations in the world. In 2019, it was reported reading skills in 17 states at the fourth grade level had dropped and eighth grade scores had dropped in 31 states. But don't worry as countries go in the world. We're ahead of Spain in reading proficiency and below Portugal since we're ranked as 24th. And Portugal is ranked 23rd in the world. So, I like to measure a country's greatness by its ability to read, which calls into question whether our politicians are right about our greatness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we shouldn't get all pumped up thinking we're the greatest country on Earth when our 15-year-olds rank 24th in reading skills compared to other countries. Critical race theory is being taught in our schools. And if I'm not mistaken, it says this country is racist and we would be better served if white culture would be removed. Don't teach kids grammar or what a vowel is. No, throw that away and teach them a new language. It's called DA. That's right. DA is spelled D-A. It's a highly expressive word with two characters, One consonant and one vowel. You've got the powerful letter D with the outstanding letter A. You put them all together and using your tongue to push up on the roof of your mouth, exhale and you get the sound duh. What's the sense of having a working vocabulary when you can use duh to express your inner thoughts? Just string together a few does when you're at the dinner table with your parents. That is, if you actually have dinner at a table where your family gets to verbally express ideas. That's right. Where a father asked Charlie, his son, what he learned at school today. And Charlie says, duh. How interesting, says Charlie's mother. Why don't you elaborate, son? Fill us in on the details. And Charlie says, da-da. How exciting, Charlie. Have you been doing sentence structures like using verbs and nouns? Da-da, da-da-da. Wonderful, son. You know, it won't be long before we send you off to college where you're going to be able to expand your mind. Who knows? You might enjoy writing on a school paper, expressing your views on the 20th century's philosophy of minimalism. Da-da! Da-da-da-da-da! Oh, son, we're so proud of you. Oh, duh, Charlie, we see your future is so bright. As they get older, the young 15-year-old Charlies of America are going to be in for a surprise. They're going to find out people aren't equal in the world. In fact, genetically, everybody is proven to be unique and identifiably different by their DNA. No one is the same. But the woke generation would make you believe everybody is the same. It's true. Our country says everybody should be treated equally under the law, but that's a vague slogan designed to keep everyone believing the system is just. It's common knowledge, if you're rich powerful and connected the chances of being convicted of a crime are far less than if you weren't besides the very meaning of consumerism the basis of our economic system says you have to get more and those people who have more stuff than other people well They like thinking they aren't like people who don't have much stuff. That's what consumerism does. It creates distinctions that are false, leading to corruption and violence. So, you can't achieve equality with consumerism. It feeds on inequality. Wokeism just tries to dumb you down and make you feel equal while consumerism corrupts you into believing you're better because you have more stuff In America, some 15-year-olds have killed to get a pair of $300 gym shoes because it makes them feel special That's what consumerism can do. No, the young Charlies of this country are to be used, sold a bill of goods that won't work or can only distort values. I believe in something else. A society built on creativity. We're all different, and we should respect differences. And... Permit our own unique visions. Consumerism and wokeism is leading us into a false sense of security. We can find security in creativity, free from the false values we're being forced to live by. It's difficult to believe civilization as defined by the human species has existed for just merely 5,000 years. And if I were generous and said the definition of civilization could have begun 10,000 years ago with the cultivation, the growing and harvesting of food for ourselves, even with that, It's a blink of the eye in history. And today, with over 8 billion people in the world, some would say we're the most successful living species. But are we controlling our own destiny? Things look a bit foggy on that front. If you listen to the people who are in charge of our government, you'd think everything is all right. But there are contradictions that keep popping up that would make one wonder if everything really is all right. If you haven't noticed, last year and into half of this year, over 600,000 people in America have died from what I personally believe was a man-made virus that should raise concerns. And It's true with emergency efforts, vaccines have been developed and are being employed to stop the spread of this virus and the mutation of a Delta virus that has taken hold. But let's not kid ourselves. This virus is going to be with us for a long time. And honestly, other viruses may be coming our way. Now, this makes me think everything isn't as rosy as some of our leaders would have us believe. There are some contradictions about our economy as well. The stock market is making new historic highs, which would suggest corporate earnings are at record levels. I don't know what commercial real estate occupancy rates are, in New York City. But I've got a feeling a lot of office buildings in what is the financial center of this country are in serious trouble. But no one is willing to talk about that. And that's the least of our trouble the president has told the federal reserve to do whatever is necessary to make the economy recover you see if the president says do whatever is necessary to make the economy recover then record prices on wall street might not actually be true and not a healthy reflection of the strength of our economy today who aren't willing to forgive what has happened in this country. For 50 years, we allowed a system that has brought corruption, greed, and deceit and has driven this country into bankruptcy. And I don't just mean financially although few can dispute nearly $30 trillion in debt can certainly qualify as insolvency. No, that's not the only bankruptcy. It produced a sense of distrust, a distortion of values, and we did it because we thought we'd be better for it. Well, that's not the way it turned out. We thought we could protect ourselves by selling weapons, creating new weapon systems of destruction. We thought it could be a deterrent, when in fact, what we should have been building was a system of creativity to see what was beautiful. You want me to talk about the sin we committed to the Native Americans who inhabited this land? Well, I can't do that because you can never own this land. And that was true of the native people who inhabited it before we took it from them. They never owned it either. They took it from someone else. You see, you can't own this land. You can only borrow it for a while. And that is true for all of us. And if you want to talk about the sin of slavery, well, that was nothing new. And the truth is, black Africans sold African tribesmen into slavery to Europeans. And slavery existed for thousands of years, for thousands of different people. And don't kid yourself. It exists in lots of different ways today. It's hard to believe in our system of consumerism because it enslaves us to the idea that all you ever needed was more. Well, that can't continue to happen. Somewhere, the more is going to be less. And in this country, a new form of violence is coming. The unforgiving. What you should expect are assassinations, killings of politicians for what has happened here, for the failure that could have been a destiny this country once had. <music> Moment So different and so new Was like any other Until I kissed you And then it happened It took me by surprise I knew that you felt the truth By the look in your eyes Sweeter than wine This week on Garner Isn't, you first heard the 1958 recording of Rumble, composed by Link Ray. At the time, Rumble was the only single to ever be banned in several radio markets, Many musicians in the future considered it something with profound attitude an important inspiration to modern music. You then heard Jack Nietzsche's cut from his three-piece suite album, Brace, followed by Thomas Newman's Road to Perdition from the soundtrack from the movie of the same name. Then, I'm Forrest a composition by Alan Silvestri from the movie *Forest Gump, and finally, This Magic Moment by The Drifters with Benny King, a 1959 recording. *Stampede*, written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.